Hi, I'm your host, John Pope, and this is episode number one of 100% Podcast. For those of you that have known me throughout my life, I've always been a huge fan of the Rocky films. You can see right behind my desk here in the office, I have a poster from Rocky IV after Rocky beats Ivan Drago and single-handedly ends the Cold War. And one of the things I love about the character is that he started as a huge underdog. He came from nothing. Everything he achieved, he achieved with hard work and against all odds. But after he becomes champion in Rocky II, he ends up getting a little bit soft. He loses that eye of the tiger in the movie Rocky III, and he ends up getting beat by Mr. T, otherwise known as Clever Lang. And at that point, he really has to do a lot of soul searching and decide um, whether he wants to continue and get that eye of the tiger back and become champion again. And I've seen some of the parallels from that story in my own life. And I would like to talk about that today. So a little bit about my life. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, raised in a great family. I've pretty much always been an athlete. Um, I played football. I wrestled. I've also always been a goal setter. And so I wasn't always the best athlete. In fact, I was never the best athlete. I was decent, had decent skills, but I was always one of the most hard workers out there. Um, Anything that I did, I put 100% into it. I was the guy that, you know, uh, probably annoyed some other people without with how hard I tried and because I knew I needed to maximize my ability and, and that's the way I was taught to do things and that's the way I did things and so um, starting in about the seventh grade I had a list of goals written out and I taped them up on my bathroom mirror um, I remember them to this day a lot of the thing a lot of the goals were athletic based in fact all of them were athletic based which probably reflects my um, pretty average grades. I remember one of them was to become an all-state football player. I wanted to become a prep school all-American wrestler. I wanted to bench 200 pounds. This was in high school. I ended up becoming an all-city wrestler. I'm sorry. I ended up becoming an all-state wrestler, an all-city football player, and I benched 200 pounds. And I think a lot of the reason that I was able to do those things, granted I didn't achieve my goals, but I believe I got to my highest level possible was because I was looking at those goals in the mirror every day. After my last football game, senior year of high school, I decided that I was not done playing football. I had a real love for the game and I wanted to try and push myself to that next level. That being said, I was about 168 pounds, played linebacker, was fast, but not super fast, was athletic, but not incredibly athletic. And I played for a relatively small school. Um, that hadn't had a D1 recruit in a number of years, at least 10, 15 years. And so I attended school at SMU in Dallas, Texas, and decided to walk on the football team. That first year was one of the best experiences of my life. I jumped straight into the cauldron um, that first day in scout team at 180 pounds and was the guy that just gave it his all every play. And Throughout that next year, I basically lived in the weight room. I soaked up as much knowledge from the older guys as I could, from my coaches as I could. I came back the next year at 200 pounds. My sole goal at SMU was to see the field. And I didn't have a goal to start at linebacker. I saw myself as more of a special teams guy. And all I wanted to do was see the field and earn a varsity letter. And so my redshirt freshman year, I got the opportunity to travel with the team. Our first game was at Texas Tech. I'll never forget the feeling um, of being under those under the stadium in Texas Tech. The visitors' locker room is very cramped. You can hear the fans. 
uh, stomping on the ground. It was a night game. Uh, a lot of the fans were really pretty intoxicated. Uh, they're known for throwing tortillas on the field at Texas Tech. And so it's a pretty intimidating place to play. Wes Welker um, was their punt returner and, and best player at the time. He actually returned a, um, a punt against us for a touchdown to set the all-time college record. So we helped him set the record. But I didn't play that game. The next game was at Tulsa. And the guy in front of me went down, got hurt, and they said, Pope, you're in. This was the kick return team. And so... I was the guy that stood right on the 50-yard line, right in front of the ball. So you had to be ready in case they did an onside kick. And if not, you were supposed to run backwards for 20 yards, wait for your guy, and then block him. Well, I had so much adrenaline in this game, I literally forgot my entire assignment. When they kicked the ball, I ran straight towards the guy I was supposed to block, left my feet, knocked him over, and we returned the ball down to their five-yard line. And... Running off the field, once I got off the field, I had such an adrenaline dump that I literally started hyperventilating and I nearly threw up. And the sad truth is, that was the best I ever was as a football player. The reason was I'd achieved my goal. Rather than giving 100% from that point on, I still worked hard, but I probably gave it 95%. I wasn't a good enough football player to get better at 95%. I had to be giving 100% all the time which transitions to my business career. So upon graduating from SMU, I'd done, um, I'd, I'd played football, I'd had fun, I'd been in the business school and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I decided the best route for me was going to be sales. And so I got a job with a company called Prestige Staffing out of Atlanta in their Dallas office. Um, it was a staffing company, shout out to Ronnie Hollis, thank you for hiring me and giving me my first opportunity and teach me a lot about business and sales in general. After doing a year of that or so, I decided I wanted to transition into commercial real estate. I was lucky enough to get a job with an outstanding company called Stream Realty. And um, I couldn't have asked for a better place to start my career. The best thing about that company was the mentors that I was able to get exposed to. Um, I had several mentors that were extremely successful in the business, were very good people, and just good role models for me and people that I wanted to aspire to be like in business. Um, thank you to Ben Sumner and Kyle Jacobs who served those roles for me. And so upon getting into commercial real estate, I wanted to make it. I was, I was back to being that scout team guy again. Um, commercial real estate is a difficult business to get started in. It takes a lot of cold calling, a lot of grinding. And if anyone tells you it's easy, they're lying to you. And so that first year, I busted my butt. I made as many cold calls as anybody in the office. And luckily, when I was able to drum up opportunities, my mentors were able to win those deals. And so I did well. That next year, I progressed even more to where I was an actual producer for the company and bringing them money and, um, and doing well. And after a couple years of doing that, actually about four years, I decided decided to start my own company with a business partner. And so we branched off, we started our own company um, there in Dallas. And within about two years after starting that company, we built that up to 15 brokers. We're having a lot of success. We brought in several other partners and the company was was doing well. And um, at this point, I was doing a lot of mentoring. I was um, working with our producers and I stopped doing some of the things that made me successful as a broker in the first place. I stopped taking some of those actions. And so 
very similar to my football career. I went from putting in 100% effort to putting in 95% effort. I thought I'd made it. I felt comfortable, and I was stuck in a routine. And at the end of the day, again, much like much like as a football player where I couldn't be fully successful at 95%, the same held true in business at 95%. So I decided I wanted to move down and expand the company down to the Houston market. And this took place about three years ago from today. And so I came down to this market. Um, the market was extremely hot. Right as I moved down, the oil prices tanked and the office market went stagnant. And after about a year of running this company down here, uh, my production really waned in comparison to the Dallas office. And I was no longer doing the management work and um, all the mentoring that I was up there. And so the partnership really made no more sense to my partners. And so we had to dissolve that partnership. And at that point, I was stuck with an oper- with with a... Um, at that point, I had to make the decision about what I wanted to do with my career. And so I thought about joining another brokerage company, and I just couldn't quite get comfortable with that. And at the end of the day, I decided to... Do, do some consulting work to improve my skill set and then ultimately start my own company again. And so since I started as a one-man shop, there was no one to blame for the failure of my company. There was no one to, if the company was going to be successful, it was going to be because of me. And I decided to name the company Pope Corporation, which is my family name. My family name means everything to me. Um, it's always, to me, represented integrity, hard work, doing your absolute best, which is what I wanted Pope Corporation to represent. Furthermore, failure was not an option when I put my family name on the business. And so I realized that in order for this company to be successful, I had to get better, quite frankly. And so I went on a journey um, starting about two years ago of real self-improvement. I read every book I could get my hands on. I listened to hundreds of hours of audio programs, and I started to institute some of these techniques, some of these um, strategies into my own life and my mindset, and spend the full gamut from health and wellness to discipline to business strategy uh, to mindset. And about, I'm proud to say that these last two years have been my most two successful years financially by double what I've ever done before. And I'm happier, healthier, and more motivated than I've ever been. I still feel like I'm a student and not a teacher. Um, and that is the 100% truth. I'm still on this journey of trying to get better every day. I've now got people working for me and they are on the same journey that I am. And so what I hope to do with this podcast is to help inspire you, to help provide you with some strategies that I've been utilizing, and also to help let you in on my journey of improvement, both business and personal life. Hopefully we can learn from each other. I look forward to connecting with each of you. I hope you'll join us for future episodes. We're going to bring on a variety of interesting guests, and we're going to talk about how to get our eye of the tiger back. Let's end with a little clip from Rocky Three. Yeah. See that look in their eyes, Rock? We fought, Rock. I trained hard, but I didn't have that look in my eyes. You had it, you won. Yeah. Gotta get that look back, Rock. I had the tiger, man. I had the tiger. Come on.
Come on, let's go.